Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus and celebrate the resurrection with this great reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, if you would like to follow along. Very early Sunday morning before sunrise, Mary Magdalene made her way to the tomb. And when she arrived, she discovered that the stone that sealed the entrance to the tomb was moved away. So she went running as fast as she could to go tell Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. She told them, they've taken the Lord's body from the tomb, and we don't know where he is. Then Peter and the other disciple jumped up and ran to the tomb to go see for themselves. They started out together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He didn't enter the tomb, but peeked in and only saw the linen, and saw the only linen cloth lying there. Then Peter came behind him and went into the tomb. He too noticed the linen cloth lying there, but the brutal cloth that had been on Jesus' head when he'd been rolled up and placed separate from the other cloths. Then the other disciples who had reached the tomb first went in, and after one look he believed. For until then they hadn't understood the scriptures that prophesied that he was destined to rise from the dead. Puzzled, Peter and the other disciples then left, went back to their homes. Mary arrived back at the tomb broken and sobbing. She stooped to peer inside, and through her tears she saw two angels and dazzling white angels, not angels, angels, <laughs> and dazzling white, ro- white robes sitting there, sitting where Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying, they asked. Mary answered, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her, but she did not realize that it was him. He said to her, Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking he was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go. Mary, Jesus interrupted her, turning to face him. She said, Rabani, that's Aramaic from my teacher. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Jesus cautioned her, Mary, don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to God, my father. And he's not only my father and God, but now he's your father and your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Then Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Jesus. I have seen the Lord, she told them, and she gave them his message. Now let's receive this message from our wonderful pastors of Christ's resurrection. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, you know, wonderful pastors was not in your script. (laughs) That's right. But I'm happy that you added it. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. My name is Claire, and I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen? Amen. Can y'all just say that? My name is? My name is? Okay, let's try that again. And so then you say your name. My name is? Scott. And 
all together. And, and I, I believe, believe in, in the, the resurrection, resurrection of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. You are going to hear that all month long, my friends. Yes. Because what we have been learning over this series about the main thing is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to say it out loud. We're going to practice saying it out loud, right? My name is. My name is. And Scott. I am sorry, a I... believer in the. It's all right, honey. I know. I can't dance either one. I, I can only freestyle. <laughs> if you like give me steps, I'm in trouble. Although I can square dance. But go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. I don't Life know on if the farm's kind of laid back. <laughs> I, well, that could be a resurrection song. Yes. And so, so friends, this morning, this scripture has been given to us for a very important reason. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I, there's so much in this scripture, but I am so drawn and have been so drawn the last few weeks around the first verse. And in the NSRV, it says it this way, NS, NRSV, I'm sorry, it says this, it says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. Can we say that together? While it was still dark. Let's say it again. While it was still dark. I'm just so drawn to that portion of the scripture because the resurrection really is the event that turns history. There's nothing like the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It changes everything. Uh, This morning when I got up, I wanted to try to feel what it might have been like to be in that uh, locale or to be a part of what the world was about in that moment. To be in the dark. While it was still dark. I got up early. I got up about four o'clock in the morning and I sat down in the living room just to experience that it was still dark. Imagine what it would feel like to be a follower of Jesus up until that point and then He enters Jerusalem, and that week is full of miracles and amazing things. It's just more of the same of Jesus, just doing incredible things. Then almost in an instant, Jesus is in trials, and then he's on a cross. And the bewilderment and the confusion had to be so intense. What was it like early, that first day of the week when it was still dark? Well, for some, people like Caesar or people like Herod or Pilate, it was maybe a relief of some turmoil that had been happening, has finally been subdued. They were resting, getting ready for the strategies of the next morning of dominance, oppression, taking more land and authority. There was a guy named Saul. I can envision him in a place called Tarsus. He was a religious leader, and he was learned, and he was probably getting ready for the next day, possibly, to be doing some teaching or to practice his religion. Saul of Tarsus would, within a couple of years, be confronted with this resurrection Christ, the resurrected Christ. But for now, while it was still dark, he was resting well, perhaps. Can you all say, while it was still dark? While it was still dark. And then the religious leaders, they were just happy it was over, probably. And they were resting and getting ready to go back to what they felt like was normal. But how about the followers? The followers of Jesus. It was abrupt. It was brutal. It was difficult. They were brokenhearted. They were dispersed and disillusioned. Many of them, we don't even know where they went. There were only a few that we know where they went. And this scripture kind of tells us some of that. And the average person... The average person that wasn't a Christ follower yet, they went to bed and they were just thinking, what will tomorrow bring? Another day of the same old, same old. 
while it was still dark, while it was still dark, Jesus does his best work in the dark. In your life and in mine, throughout history, Jesus has always done the best work in the dark. God does the best work in the dark. While it was still dark, Jesus was busy resurrecting from the dead. God was putting the finishing touches on this part of his process for the world and for humanity to have hope once again in a way that was unexpected. Nobody expected the resurrection. The people that hated Jesus didn't expect resurrection. The people that loved Jesus didn't expect resurrection. The women show up at the tomb with burial spices to just prolong and preserve his body for death longer. That's what this was all about. Nobody was expecting Jesus to be out of the tomb. Do you ever say to somebody, trust me when I tell you? You ever say that? And yet it, sometimes it makes you laugh. Like, do you have to tell me trust you? trust that I need to trust you? Shouldn't I always be able to trust you? But John does that here. At the end of chapter 19, John makes this comment. He says, he always speaks of himself in the book of John in third person. He says, the one, speaking of himself, the one who saw this has testified so that you might believe his testimony is true. John's saying, my testimony is true, and I know that I tell you the truth. This is what's happening. John's watching the crucifixion. It's almost over. He's recounting it years later. And then he makes this statement. He says, I know that you can believe all that other stuff, but what I'm about to tell you is really going to be hard to believe. But I'm telling you the truth. And while it was still dark. And while it was still dark, she begins. Mary, Mary, Mary. (laughs) Don't forget about Mary. I won't forget about Mary. I love John, and I love that he talks about he's the one whom Jesus loved, but Mary is the one who received the word first. Anybody ever notice that in the scripture? And do you know who Mary was? Mary in Luke chapter 8, we get the story of Mary. We get the story of Mary of Magdalene that she actually had seven spirits cast out of her. And so she had a story. Can you all say story? Story. Now, you might have a story right now that you're still in the dark. But some of you have stories that you're on the other side and you're saying that's what the darkness was like. And so I want to say Mary had a story and she showed up at the tomb. Can you go there for me, please, to Luke 8, 1 through 3? Look at this scripture. It says she had, there was a Mary called Magdalene who had been released from seven demons. Say seven demons. Seven demons. And you don't know what they were. Some people have tried to make her out to be this or that, but they don't really know. And they have rewritten the gospel in very poor ways. I mean, there are times when Jesus cast demons out and people were healed of afflictions. There were times that people were cast out and they were healed from hemorrhages. There were times that, so read the gospel. I mean, demons are not always the particular demons that people have said that Mary of Magdalene was. She was not that. We have no proof of that in history. In fact, I went to St. Mary Magdalene's school, and what I learned about St. Mary Magdalene is that she was the apostle to the apostles, that she was given the word that because, why? Because she had experienced transformation in a way that she showed up at the tomb and was not afraid. I mean, I want you to, I want you to picture this. Would you show up at the tomb after what they did to Jesus? Mm. Would you have been there? Would you have been there? I don't know if I would have been. But Mary of Magdalene, she's there. And she's watching and she's waiting. She had heard Jesus say that, 
you know, on the third day, she heard Jesus say these things, the son of man must. I mean, I wonder what was going through her mind. I don't know. But what I know is she had a story. And you have a story. And whether or not your story is 20 years old and you say, yeah, 20 years ago I came to Jesus and this was my story. I want to say that Mary of Magdalene was living in the transforming power of God. I love people's testimonies of when they first knew the resurrection. But you know what I like better than that? The people who have a resurrection story right now. Like they're waking up and they're saying, God, wake my heart up to the resurrection. I want to wake my heart up. I don't want to see this as an old story. Oh, yeah, early Sunday morning, just like (laughs) Jesus said. He broke the curse of sin and death, and he rose up from the dead. I mean, I, I, I want to be astonished. I want to be breathless. I want to be in awe of the God who not only rose, but then set up a regular rhythm of resurrection for each of us. Yes. And I want to know when the last time you resurrected. I want to know when the last time I have a resurrection story, because friends, they're here, right here, right now. I I love Kathleen's sharing her story with us because, friends, resurrection isn't just for 40 years ago when you gave your life to Christ. It is an ever-present, how can God be with you today? Because I think what's more powerful than just knowing the story of Jesus is seeing people that keep resurrecting and transforming. And they keep waking up and saying, God, how can I be new today? I want to be new today. And while it was still dark, while it was still dark, while all those people Scott told us about, they have all this stuff going on. They're regular, roller coaster, hamster wheel kind of life. The resurrection was happening. I don't want to get on the hamster wheel. I want to wake up and say, where is the resurrection for me today, God? I want to wake up awestruck. Do you know what God needs right now on the earth are people who are astonished by the resurrection of Christ. Like that we're still breathless. We're still humbled. We're still in awe of the resurrected Christ. And then something that resurrection is happening in each of us. So I want to ask you guys, your hurts, your habits, your hangups, your hatred, your racism, your, your judgmental attitudes, whatever it is, when will we be resurrected again? Because it can happen right now in this place at every moment. So two things. You have a cross on your table there. You can write a word or a phrase or a moment or a scripture where you experience the resurrection power of the Lord. Me, I would write backseat of a... um, Ford Fiesta? Ford Fiesta. That was (laughs) Kathleen's car. Backseat of a Ford Fiesta when I first felt the resurrection power of Christ when I prayed. But I'll tell you when else I felt it. I felt it this morning when I woke up and when I remembered what Christ has done for me and when I asked God to show me what was dead in me or what needed to be transformed. And sure enough, as soon as I ask, God starts to tell me. It's quite remarkable. And so maybe you want to write on that cross. You can pass it around your table. What it is you're praying for right now that would be transformed in you. Is it 
judgment or hatred or unbelief or sadness or grief? What do you want God to transform in you? And so you can do that. I would love for you to take the three by five card for your own personal self and begin to just write your own resurrection story. And if you don't have one, friends, today is the day to get one. Today is the day for all of us to say, God, I want to be resurrected. I don't want to live a life that is just on the hamster wheel or in the habits of this world. But I want to be raised up. I want to rise up. I want to live. I want to be resurrected. And so if you take that three by five card, go ahead and doodle. You can write a picture. I don't know what you want to do. Some of you might want to make a butterfly. It's one of the most beautiful pictures of a resurrection. Maybe some of you would want to write down where you need to be resurrected right now. A place in your life that is old, that is not living, not alive, giving in to old ways. This is Resurrection Day, friends. So together, God, I'm asking that we could write our story. I'm asking that we could write it down and say, This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Come on in the OG. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Come on online. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day Savior again. Praising my Savior. Let my story praise you, God. Praising my Savior all the day long. So even as you're writing, either on the cross or on your card, we want to make space here for Christ. to resurrect us. God, I'm praying for relationships that feel like they will never live again to be resurrected. God, I'm praying for bodies that are sick. Even our dear friend that called the other night um, that will be having a PET scan and they believe she... She's facing some very hard things here. And we lift her up, God. We pray for resurrection in her lungs. We pray, God, for our friends who are facing sicknesses of all kinds. Just lift their names up, friends. And if it's you, say your name to God.
We pray for resurrection power, oh God. For those who are wondering and weary and burdened, let this be their story in Christ alone. Friends, write your prayers on that three by five card. Write your story on that three by five card. Say something honest to God. Pray for the resurrection power of Christ for you to be delivered, even as Mary of Magdalene was. If you want to call it seven demons or seven sicknesses or seven bad attitudes or seven hang ups, whatever it is, oh God, would you bring your resurrection power right here, right now, oh God, all over this room all over the cafe venue, all over the, the, the voices where our voices are going, that in Christ alone that we would feel and sense and experience the power of the cross. Oh God, let us not be those who just sing a song about Easter, but that we would experience right now, even in every fiber of our being, from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head, that Christ, the resurrection power of Christ be in us. Friends, get honest with God here. Look to God who is your strength. Look to God who is your hope. Look to God who is your healer. Look to the resurrected Christ.
calls me home. Here is the power of Christ. I'll stand till He returns. Or calls me Scott and Claire Lorridge, and we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. And we invite everyone listening, if you've never accepted that into your life, sometimes we get caught up on the hurdles or the roadblocks. Some of you might say, some of you online, some of you in this room, some of you in the cafe may have said, you know, it's hard, the the product of Christianity, the people of Christianity, sometimes... They trouble me, and I don't want to look like that. And Jesus invited us to a relationship with him, to accept, to accept the resurrection, that Jesus died on a cross, was buried and resurrected from, from the dead for all of us and all of our brokenness. And we don't come to people, although we all want to be good people, and we all want to be forming and growing in Christ, but it isn't because of imperfect people that we can give our lives to Christ. It's because what Jesus did, that there was a resurrection. I believe that's why Judas hung out with Jesus, so that we could know that at the end of the day, it's about giving your life to Jesus, not about giving your life to anybody else. Some of us might say, you know, there's scriptures that trouble me. I just, I read some scriptures and it's just hard for me. I, I can't embrace some of the scriptures that I read. I don't know if I believe all of that. Well, um, I could bring out my birth certificate, but my birth certificate doesn't prove that I exist, right? If I gave you my birth certificate and you took it into a different, it doesn't mean that I exist. I exist and you see me, you have a relationship with me or you you can see me. It's like you connect with me in this way. Even if there's mistakes in my birth certificate, it doesn't mean that I don't exist because I have a mistake in my birth certificate, right? So don't let the scripture, as amazing and wonderful as the scripture is, and the things that you don't understand, don't let that keep you from the resurrected Christ, because Jesus rose from the dead to have a relationship with you. And no matter what you understand or don't understand about the scripture, one thing is true, the resurrection, the event of the resurrection changed your life and mine forever, changed all of humanity's opportunity to hope. We hope in a resurrected Christ, amen? And some of you may say, well, you know, there's just too many problems in the world. The world is full of all kinds of horrible things. Where is God in all of that? And don't you find it remarkable that Jesus didn't enter Jerusalem like a king on this majestic horse, but he came on a donkey as a lowly servant and washed his disciples' feet in the upper room that Thursday before he would be crucified the next day, within hours, literally. He came as a servant because he came differently. He came as a suffering, serving Savior. And it totally just uproots that. Jesus even said himself, in this world there'll be a lot of trouble. There's going to be a lot of problems. One of the most remarkable places on the planet Earth, if you ever go to Rome, go to the Colosseum. 
And it's interesting because in the 1700s, one of the popes, Pope Benedict XIV, had he put up the state he had put up the stations of the cross around the Colosseum. Most people don't know that that's there. And there is this huge prominent cross that is on the opposite entrance of the emperor's entrance. And Pope Benedict put it there because he said this will be a sacred sanctuary of suffering because it was such a picture of the early church's persecution and the pain that they lived through because they knew there was only one thing that they knew, that there was a resurrected Christ. Many of them would give their life for their faith. Many of them would go through things that we could never imagine. Suffering was always a part of it. It wasn't anything anybody invited, but it happens. So don't let suffering be the problem because there is a resurrected Christ that is with us in the midst of suffering. There is a sacred place in being with God through no matter what pain you're in on this day. So we are Scott and Claire Lorge, and we do believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, And, and we even, invite you to and, believe and in and that And even as people well. that don't have any problems, who don't think they have any problems, right, need the Savior. Yeah. It, Scott was like the best sinner you ever met. I that mean, could be taken you a lot of you, different well, ways. Well, you couldn't even tell he was a sinner. He, was, he obeyed his parents. He, he did what he was supposed to do. He was a good student, a good athlete. And when he found out he needed Christ for all that he thought he was doing well, there was still a hole in the soul. Yes. And that is Christ. And so let, let's just pray together before Charles and Jill bless us. And would you just say, God, help me to see myself as you see me. And then even more importantly than that, let me see you as you are and receive the gift of the resurrected Christ. Can you just say, God, in whatever way you want to say it, our prayer was help, however you want to say it. I need you. Forgive me. I'm broken. I'm too proud. However you want to say it. I want to meet the resurrected Christ. Jesus. And may our story. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Let this be our story, God. This is my story. You lead the story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day And now, the resurrected Christ bless you and keep you. And may our eternal God be gracious to you. Let our Creator, the merciful one's face, turn toward you and give you peace. And now, we offer this blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
whose name is love. One God forever and ever. Amen. You all have a wonderful day. Enjoy the uh, precious, close, intimate time that we've had with the Lord today and carry it home with you. God bless you. Happy Resurrection Day, everybody. And keep.